podcast that takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. I'm your host, Jack Culbertson, and here to suffer alongside me, as always, is Joe Neelis. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, in honor of spooky season, we're going to go through the 31 days of Halloween of October. Uh, my partner, Belinda, gave me this image, this uh, picture that um, is like, hey, what's what's your favorite this and that? And... Um, it gave us an excuse to talk about Halloween. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put the image up on our social media so you can follow along and post whatever you like in comment sections or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we was wanted to do this because we kind of jumped right into recording the actual episode. <laughs> so there's not a real intro. So we want to do that here and also start things off with a quick content warning. Uh, just because we're talking about a lot of horror movies and whatnot, uh, specifically Hereditary and Evil Dead. There's some aspects of those movies that we want to put a content warning in front of. It could be traumatic. Yeah, for traumatic death, dismemberment, um, allusions to sexual assault, but not directly stated. Yeah. Things of that nature. Uh, overall, the conversation stays pretty tame in terms of the yeah. real content, but we know people are sensitive about yeah. that kind of stuff. Aside from cussing, it's pretty PG-13. Uh, there's a lot of fucking cussing, but you know us. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I hope... Everyone enjoys their Halloween season and uh, this episode. Yeah, have fun. Uh, my partner, Belinda, sent me this spooky season movie challenge calendar. I don't know who originally made it. I apologize. I would I would love to credit you, but I don't know your name. Um, so Joe here is going to take us through the 31 days of Halloween. Yes, I've got it pulled up on my phone, so it's actually legible. Uh, well, we're going to do a little chit-chat before we go into our uh, our actual recording of Troll 2. Yes, for, which for is, I'm excited and terrified to hear what happens with that, but uh, yeah, we wanted to have a little bit of fun here. This is our favorite time of year, so we want to, you know, we want to share that with everybody and, uh, you know, dig into some of the, you know, some of the, some of the fun. Great. Joe, what's, um, what's day one look like? So, okay, day one... The first horror movie you remember watching. This was really hard. I had a really hard time with this one. It's probably of the 31 questions. This is the one I didn't really know. Uh, so I wasn't allowed to really watch anything spooky or scary growing up. Um, like Jurassic Park was off limits. Uh, <laughs> when it first came out, it was like, what, 93 or something like that. Uh, so I had to really think back to what, what did I get away with? And TCM had a universal monsters marathon and I, I i was like off sick from school and caught the frankenstein one. Oh, excellent but like not frankenstein or bride of frankenstein the ones that are considered good but ghost of frankenstein uh which is ghost of frankenstein yeah i'm not familiar with this you don't need to be um <laughs> i don't really remember anything about it i think the one like after that is like frankenstein versus the wolfman so at least you have that um but and I did watch that one, but Ghost of Frankenstein was first, and it was just like it was like the B grade of a B grade movie. 
like, like what's the plot line I, of this? No memory of it. it. It's they are all pretty much the same. Of like, evil doctor makes monster. T- town gets pissed. <laughs> monster does naughty. Monster dies. <laughs> monster does naughty. That yeah. Doesn't that just kind of sum up the whole thing? Right. I mean, yeah. Not not monster does naughty. That's the tagline for Frankenstein's new movie. Frankenstein, Viva Las Vegas. I was I was concerned we were going to get into another uh, <laughs> um, Bruce Willis discussion, just because I can't hear <laughs> Frankenstein and not think of Tracy Morgan just uh, on the set of Cop Out now. Jesus but Christ. that's more of a me problem, I think. Uh, so first one I can remember uh-huh. watching, I genuinely have no idea if there was anything before this, because my mom was like, careful to like not let us watch stuff that was like super scary or like super inappropriate for kids like it, like she always made sure we had an HBO subscription cuz she loves watching you know movies and the shows that they put together but she was also like no we're not turning the channel on after a certain period of time right cuz H- HBO used to be a little bit more risky back in the day oh yeah i mean yeah like, like with what with uh, real sex and whatnot back in the day like yeah there was a bunch of shit on there that you should not watch as a child or in some or in some cases an adult <laughs> but uh the first thing that I really remember watching in terms of horror was a double feature. Uh, I was at my dad's, and I remember watching with my stepbrother uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween 2. Which I think that's the one that takes place primarily in a hospital. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that Yeah, that one and it supposedly kills off Mike Myers and Dr. Loomis. Supposedly. And and then they try to do a third movie called Season, Season of, the Witch, of the Witch, which I, I enjoy. I still haven't seen it. I've heard such bonkers dis- like descriptions of that movie, but I still have not seen it. It's kooky, but it's not. It's not like Trolls too kooky. It's <laughs> nothing can. And be. like uh, I think Tom Atkins, who I think is a local-ish actor. Wait, really? I, say. I think I think so. Hmm. Um, but he stars it anyway. It's it's great. And then people are like, well, "This isn't Mike Myers," and they're like, "Yeah, he di- he died." So then, but then they brought him back. Just for the kidding. Fourth one. <laughs> Both him and Doctor gave some like they gave Donald Pleasant some scar tissue, and he's like, he's fine they don't talk about it beyond that it's like he's he's fine, fine. um so I, I i wasn't super strict with I, so i did have two roles the one i did away with immediately which is like just one answer per question which fuck that um oh, well but the other one i did stick to was no repeats no repeats. that was way harder that's fair yeah I, I i could definitely understand not wanting to do any repeats this is a long list of, this is like an entire the entire month of yeah. october basically for you to like talk about on social media and stuff like it's yeah yeah it that's hard to do that's genuinely fucking hard to do on here <laughs> especially whenever you get down to like whenever it's down to like specific authors or filmmakers those like were easy those were the easy ones it was the broad ones that i was like Oh, oh shit! Okay. okay. Um, so, the other movie I'm not sure if I saw that first was the original Night of Living Dead, which ah. like had an effect on me. Not oh, I wasn't yeah. scared. I was just like, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, because I was used to just like straightforward Hollywood movies at that point. Well, it's an excellent goddamn movie. Like, it's great, and it has a very raw feel to it because it was it was independent. Um, and I love it. So, day two. Day two. Uh, horror sequel that you love. I oh, we're we're doing great here, folks. I think I fucked up. Um, I thought there was one that was like sequels that are be- better than the original. Uh, day six is remake that is better than the original. Well, reading's real hard, folks. Uh, <laughs> so not that I, I 
So I, I went with Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Okay. Which I don't, I'm not saying is necessarily better than the original, but I love it. Um, and Hellraiser 2, 1988. Hellraiser 2 rules. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, like, I don't, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say I like it better I than do. the first one, but like, really it's do. really good. The... I think we've mentioned this a couple of times now that for a previous podcast attempt, we did a Hellraiser specific episode. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the first two Hellraisers are genuinely worth watching. Like if you have not done that and you enjoy horror, w- treat yourself. Watch those this year. The The depiction of hell in Hellraiser 2 is so cool, so spooky. It is. Very oh. eerie. I mean, it's Clive Barker. It's like peak Clive Barker. Yeah. It's like, like oh God, it's so good. All right. What do we got for day three? Day three. Great horror film with no sequels. There were a couple, but I used them elsewhere. Okay. So I went with Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods is great. Which I I do. I do love it. It's it's such a good like send up of the uh, of the genre while still just being rev- like like reverent and like respectful of the tropes and like the history of it like it's 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 extremely well done it, i wouldn't recommend it to somebody who doesn't watch a lot of horror i mean mm-hmm. still probably be great but if you have that background of having watched a lot of horror films then you're going to enjoy it a lot more like, yeah. you're going to get all the references oh yeah absolutely and a very sharp it's like funny as hell it's hilarious good uh, lord but also scary <laughs> You know, there are points of it that are actually like pretty scary, but like yeah. it's yeah, it's but it's it's not like it's not going to make you lose sleep at night for how scary it is. No, it might be like oh, you you're afraid of clowns. Well, this twenty second clip will terrify the shit out of you. You'll never look at unicorns the same again. I forgot. About that. Uh, I will say the the one thing though is that there was a lot of controversy around that movie. Really? Because, yeah. Supposedly, like uh, I don't I forget if it was specifically leveled at Joss Whedon or at Drew Goddard, but it was um, uh, suggested that this premise was stolen. Really? Yeah. It was huh. Actually, I don't know if it came from another film or from a book. I don't know the specifics of that, but there were accusations of plagiarism leveled. Um, okay. For what that's worth. This was one of. The film, because I was a huge Joss Whedon fan back in the day. Yeah. Um, where I followed it from, like, its first announcement, or where it was just Joss Whedon being like, here's the title. And then for years, I followed its development. Yep. Uh, and eventually, like, it got put on the shelf. It wasn't released until Chris Helmsworth, who's in it, became <laughs> Thor. And they're like, oh, we're going to milk this Thor money. Um, so I... It's uh, a good decision. I mean, Chris Hemsworth rules. Right, so. right. And he's great. He's great in that movie, too. Chris Hemsworth is a legitimately like talented comedic actor. Yeah, like between that, uh, between Thor Ragnarok, between the 2016 Ghostbusters, like he he steals that fucking movie. That well, that last one in particular, like yeah. Like, I was actually really pleased. Uh, there's a YouTuber that Becca and I watch named Peter Brown. Like he's a okay. he's a maker. He does a lot of stuff with like resin and woodworking and whatnot. Okay, cool. Um, like you know, one of those really satisfying wood turning channels. But he's also got like big dad energy. Cool. He's cool. he's great. Uh, and he had a friend on where they were trying to stabilize marshmallows, specifically like the promotional Stay Puffed marshmallows. Oh, okay. Uh, in resin, they were trying to stabilize them in resin for like to keep them. For longer, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fucking weird thing to do, and he mentions in the video, like you know, I, 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 like we they were talking about like how they got into Ghostbusters and how mm-hmm. you know he watched it when he was a kid and all that. And good, good friend of the podcast, Aaron, 
says his first movie was Critters. Ah, yes. Sorry. I've never seen. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. The, big, the comment just popped up and it completely yeah. derailed my train of thought there. Uh, yeah. So, no. So, Peter Brown um, is talking about how he f- how he got into Ghostbusters and um, he mentions uh, and then, you know, and then I saw the 2016 mo- uh, movie uh, and that I shouldn't say that I loved because apparently he really loved it. So, I was oh, like, really? I'm really glad to hear that movie get some love because it doesn't deserve half of the hate that it gets. Like, it's it's not a particularly good movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it is stru- it does struggle a lot in the writing department. It's, the structure's pretty wonky. The structure's kind of wonky. But overall, it's an enjoyable movie. I've heard that it's one of those films where the director's cut is worth watching. I would love to see that. If I could see a director's cut with, like, the goopy 3D shit taken out, uh-huh. that would be yeah. gold. Because, like, that was one of the things that I really disliked was the use of 3D in the movie. I don't think I saw the 3D version. That's the thing. Neither did I, but there's still shit oh, that, like, oh, comes out. Tell, like, ah, yeah, there's yeah, shit yeah. that, like, comes out over the bo- over the widescreen bars and stuff. It's like, that's disorienting. I... That is really weird. Yeah. Um, I've been watching through Friday the 13th for this Halloween. I pick, like, a franchise every year. Okay. Yeah. And I finally got to the third one, which is where Jason puts on the mask for the first time. I was, right, I was right. super excited. I hated it. Really? Specifically because it was made for 3D back was in it? like 1983, 4, something like that. Oh, that's wild. And it's like the worst. It's the, the most egregious of those things where it's like, here's the thing coming right at the screen. Oh, and I'm like, I, I'm st- it's, I mean, yeah, I'm taken out of it. I guess that's the point. But like, I'm not yeah. wearing 3D glasses. Um. And to Aaron's point here, yeah. Critters, uh, it's actually reminding me of another YouTube thing. Uh, there's a, a YouTube channel called Scaredy Cats. Okay. Uh, uh, and they uh, <laughs> uh, they went through all of the Critters movies in uh, in sequence. Okay. And it's wild how that series falls apart. <laughs> I've uh, Maybe that'll be next year. I'll do the Critters franchise. Uh, day four. Day four. Yeah. Right. We're doing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite horror TV series. I there's another one where I struggled because I oh actually real quick my favorite with a uh, horror movie with no sequels is probably it follows that's good it's a good one I need to rewatch that it's one. so good I haven't watched it in a few years but it's so good I watched it like a really tiny screen so I'm like oh I, damn I, think I like it yeah no you got you want to watch it on a bigger screen but yeah go on TV series horror TV series so I don't know if this counts but the original Twilight Zone, which ran from 1959 to 1964. I think that counts. I think it, it gave me nightmares as a kid, so yeah. I think it should count. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's I think that's a solid baseline for like yeah. does this count as horror? There's a couple of episodes from that series that have influenced everything I've written. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's there's one. It's like the Martians have landed on Maple Street. That's not the title, and it's something like that. Um, where. It's this one street in like a s- suburb where like a kid goes missing and like the electronics all go out and people are like freaking out and they, they start to like blame each other for like what's going on. Okay. Um, Interesting. And like if you don't know the twist, cause it's, it's very good. It still holds up really well. Um, close your close your ear holes for the next like 10 <laughs> seconds. But the there are two aliens like on the mountain ridge that are just like turning the electricity on and off to see what like people will do. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Humans suck. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that, I thought that was the twist of that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah that, that fucking rules. I love um, it. But that it, it played on like cold war. Uh, oh yeah. Hysteria. Yeah. Paranoia. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm like, well, that's, that's an American curse. It's not knife breaker. <laughs> it's oddly enough, not knife. No, no, uh, <laughs> not yet. I would love to do like a cold war era. Oh my God. Oh, so good. Um, and then, like every <laughs> short story I've written has that. Is that an Alko She? 
there's some of that in Aokoshi? Nah, that just deals with family sucking. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a good TV series. I, 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 horror yeah. TV wasn't really my thing uh, growing up. I was way too into cartoons mm-hmm. and uh, it was random nonsense. Uh, I, I, I negated Tales from the Crypt just because there's a question later There is a specific it. question about it later. Uh um, there's like American Horror Story, which I never got into. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that and just it didn't click with me. Um, I did watch, was it The Haunting of Hill House? Is that it? Yeah, the, and, the, and like this the and then the Bly Manor sequel. Mike, is Mike that Flanagan. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I did like the first. Uh, I know season, tons I guess. of people that love those, but I still haven't mm-hmm. sat down and watched them. Maybe that's something I'll have to do, and if I if I have any time yeah. off here, it's very dry. Um. I have heard that. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, I tried to watch it twice. The first time I watched it, I was expecting, like, a horror horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm bored. But then the second time I watched <laughs> it, and I watched it, like, to enjoy the whole story. It's very yeah. – I, I enjoyed it. Does Invincible count? Does that count as horror? <laughs> Just From the three clips I've seen, yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess there's Walking Dead, but that uh, kind of went off the rails. Walking Dead, I – you know what? I might have to say Walking yeah. Dead, actually, because, uh, like, the only things I can think of as a kid are Tales from the Crypt, which, mm-hmm. again, I was not allowed to really watch, and Goosebumps, which – I wasn't allowed to watch Goosebumps. <laughs> see, my mom let me watch Goosebumps, uh-huh. so they read – I read voraciously. I read Goosebumps as a kid. Like, I my remember – My little sister watched it, but my – you know, the, the youngest sister, the youngest sibling always gets, like – eased up a little bit yeah i don't know i don't know we, we didn't really have that issue no. in my house there's no. a big age gap there, that's yeah. true you have a bigger age gap with your sister um but yeah like walking dead's yeah things. well i think with, with, like with goosebumps like i enjoyed them for what they mm-hmm. were but even as a kid i was like these suck as adaptations of the books uh, somebody is asking oh does are you are you afraid of the dark count of course are you afraid yeah. of the dark counts Man, I yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I've only watched a yeah. handful of episodes. How did I forget but... that? I'm ashamed of myself. No, the obvious answer is it was is, like, "Are you afraid of the dark?" Goosebumps for big kids. Yeah, kinda. Right? It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just sc- scary stories with a with like a uh, a friendship framing device. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh my god, that pinball episode. I need, you know I should go back and watch those because yeah. I only watched like three or four because I was because my mom was was easily scared by scary things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't watch that shit until I got to college and yeah. I, I was doing research for a film I was working on and I was like, there's an entire genre of awesome that I've been missing out on. <gasps> yeah. Uh, there's a, there's an anecdote that I'll share later about my mom and like specifically the movie <laughs> that scared her as a child. Nice. Uh, day five, uh, day five, uh, favorite horror score. Uh, another one was hard. Um, I was thinking about the first Suspiria. But uh, mm. there's they're scored by Goblin, um, <laughs> which is really cool. But I I ultimately N- N- went Nilbog. It, it, it scored by Nilbog. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Philip Glass and I think he has like a four string orchestra or something. I can't remember. He did a score for the um nineteen. I don't know. It was it's the Bela Lugosi Dracula. Oh okay. Um, it's great. It's super cool. Nice. Yeah, I don't have an answer for this. <laughs> just, um, yeah. There's like, yeah, it was a little hard. Um, yeah, that, that's. I feel like that's one where you have to like really intentionally sit down and yeah. like go over some of the music yourself and like the like be actively like watching some of the films like kind of yeah. gauge. Well, you know what like, I would say if it counted, it doesn't. Is the Castlevania score like any given Castlevania oh, game, like any of those? 
No, I mean, the music in those games yeah. is absolutely fantastic. I, oh, God. So day f- six. Here we go. Now this is a remake that is better than the original. Yes. Um, this, is a, this, is a, this is a controversial one. Yeah. I went with The Ring. Uh, 2002's The Ring. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that one scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I have, I've never seen the original. The original, the, the, the Japanese original. Mm-hmm. When did that come out? Uh, a couple of years before that. So, so like 2000? I think l- either late 90s. I think late okay. late 90s. That feels like a more realistic turnaround for something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I've never seen the original, but God did the... the they are uh... very similar. The, <laughs> the biggest difference being that in the American version... Uh, and I think it's Naomi Watts is kind of the lead, right? Like she's trying to figure out the mystery before her son is r- ringed. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, in the Japanese version, it's the father who is trying to get oh. the unringed, but okay. it doesn't work as well because in, in the in the film in the story, the mother and father are separate separated, right? Yeah. And the the kid lives with the mother, so the father's kind of like. He's there, but not as big of a role in the child's life. Mm-hmm. So you're not as invested in him saving the kid. Whereas, like, in the American version, the mother is it, – it's her child. I guess that – I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of different ways you can look at that. Because on the one hand, it could be – like, you could read it as the dad's more distant from the kid's life. Or you can read it as a – like, a, an amplification of the father's struggle to be more present in his in his. That would have been cool. But that's, how, it. but that's not how it <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, again, it's still, I, it's still worth watching. Yeah. It's again, I have good. not seen that version, so I have no idea. But. And also, I think Hans Zimmer did the score for the American version, which. I mean, I genuinely can't remember, but God, is he good. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't wait to hear. I feel like I, I've said this in several episodes uh, regarding, regarding several things, but I can't wait to hear what he does with Dune. Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen Dune. I need, there's like six movies in theaters for once that I, I, I know. need to see. <laughs> Woof. All right. Day seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite horror comedy. Ooh, this was so I used Cabin in the Woods earlier. So that right, could, so you can't use that again. Yeah. Uh, which it, again, damn good choice. Right. Um, and this one is very much like comedy and horror, which mm-hmm. is important to me. Yes. It's like Dale and Tucker versus. Oh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, it's not what I picked. Oh man, that's, because that's probably what I would pick. It's it's more comedy than it is horror. I wanted like an yeah. even split. Uh, so I went with but Alan Tudyk, man. Oh, Alan Tudyk's great. <laughs> he should be in everything. Um, we need to clone Alan Tudyk. He went to Juilliard. <laughs> he went to Juilliard. Um, Return of the Living Dead, uh, nineteen eighty six. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I love this movie so much. I. I remember when we watched that, and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? I My my friend Matt, who's a huge horror fan, recommended it to me. And I'm like, how did I miss this? It, it's wild. Just... I, the, <laughs> would he be a mortician, I guess? I don't know. He's a guy who does, like, the embalming. And, yeah, I would say, yeah. It was like, like yeah, mortician's probably yeah. a fair, um, or, well... I don't know if there's a separate coroner? name. For, maybe coroner. Maybe yeah. coroner. Yeah. Yeah. Mortician has more to do with like the, the people. The actual, uh, yeah. Mortician's more active in like the actual like burial right. or, the you know. Funerals. Yeah. Part, yeah. Um, every single character in that movie, no matter how small, is their own kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, the characters are absolutely fucking wild. Um, that same, actually, that Scaredy Cats channel that I mentioned yeah. just did a video uh, on 
Return of the Living Dead recently, and it's excellent. I would highly recommend checking that out. I mean, just watch that whole channel. It's so, it's very fun. The I watched Friday the 13th Part 5 last night for the first time, and the dude who's in Return of the Living Dead, he's like one of the punks. Um, oh, okay. He, he has like soul glow in his hair. Um, <laughs> basically, like left that set. This isn't true, but he it basically it looks like he like left that set, walked across the street to Friday the Thirteenth Part Part Five, <laughs> so and just re- recorded that. It's like the same kind of get up, the same like look and feel, um, same acting. That's outstanding. So he's been typecast. Is what yeah, I'm yeah. I want to see if he's been in other horror stuff because I know um, that guy walked out of a touring van and just like <laughs> right, some random right. punk band just started doing horror movies uh <laughs> all right all right day eight day eight uh favorite stephen king book this was so hard i have yet to actually read any stephen king books which is a shame i've read I know. a shit ton <laughs> yeah no you're 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 picking up my slack i uh i didn't i didn't pick one i picked three i picked okay. three because i picked one from each of his arrows Okay, okay, so, so what, let's define the eras. We've got... So there's drugs. Drugs, yes. <laughs> there's post-drugs. Post-drugs, or, and? Uh, then there's car accident. Car, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, back on drugs. Different drugs, though. The the painkillers. And then there's post-painkillers. Because he got, he got back. He got... Sure. Drugs again. Okay, so... There's so... four, technically, but I, I skipped the... Um, Car crash, narcotics, addiction. Okay, so you're period. just doing drugs, post drugs, and post painkillers. Yeah, because okay. that time period isn't. Gotcha. Um, okay. Like the first book he did after his his accident was um, Dreamcatcher. I knew you were going to say that, I, which yeah. I hate. So I, I know much. you you you've told me quite a few times about your yeah. dis, your distaste for Dreamcatcher. And like I'm nothing against him. Like he was he was an in incredible pain. He didn't think he was ever going to write again. Like I I get it. Uh, so for for early King, um, it. Okay. I love the kids and their friendship. It's like all the parts with them just like hanging on being kids. Great. Oh yeah, there's also a clown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then there's um, I I lied. I think it took two from his final period. Okay. Yeah. Uh, revival. Which I'm not is, familiar with revival. No, and they were gonna make. I think Mike Flanagan was gonna make a movie about it, and then. It got shut down, or he he moved on to a different project, which is a bummer because it's really cool. Um, one of the like Stephen King endings that like legitimately freaked me out. Uh, but it's about like a revival church. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. It, that, I mean, that's naturally where my brain went. Yeah, and it's about like this little kid who went to church, uh, this one church, and like their relationship with the priest, and then something awful happens to the priest, and then he quits the religion. And then it kind of like it's about their interactions throughout their lives. Okay, it's really cool. Yeah, um, that's fascinating. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, that one I I want to reread that one. And then his most recent book, actually, Billy Summer, is phenomenal. Really? Yeah, like a, a lot of his books in the last maybe like ten years, I've been like, well, that was enjoyable. It wasn't earth shattering, but Billy Summer's like from start to finish, I was blown away. You know. I- it's so wild 
just to think about how long he's been at it and yeah. how prolific he is. It is absurd. Like I remember that Simpsons joke where there like where there's a publisher asking him about his next book and he's just like looking around the room he's like it's a lamp monster. <laughs> yeah. Ah! yeah. And the publisher's just like all right. <laughs> when can I have it? <laughs> just like to think that he almost stopped writing. It, and to, to think, see yeah. what his career is. Like yeah. it continues to be. And he is has staggering. He pretty much releases one novel every other year, and then in his off years, he releases a collection of short stories. Can can we get him to like kick George R. R. Martin like right he, in the ass? There's an, uh, not an interview. There's like a they're both on stage for something, and George R. R. Martin's like, "How do you do it?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Like, please look it up on YouTube. Like George R. 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 Martin, Stephen King. I absolutely will do that and later. That's, that's I'm talking. It's beautiful. Brilliant. Yeah, like no, like I and for the record, I love George R. R. Martin, but like, has he been sci-fi? Because I don't really. He care. has. Okay. Yeah, well, he he's. I think he's he's mostly edited sci-fi. He has a um. Oh, okay. He has a, a like a series that he curates and edits called um, uh, Wild Cards. I believe where it's mostly other authors who write these sci-fi stories in this world he's put together or this universe he's putting together, but he's done some work in that universe as well. I'm pretty sure. Cool. And I think there's some TV adaptations of that. I'm not a hundred percent, or maybe that was something that was in the works is maybe didn't come to fruition just yet. Cause I mean, he's I so busy I've with HBO. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of sword and sorcery for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things about his writing other than he takes forever to write. Which yeah, yeah. There, I mean there are some legitimate. I've got like that. four novels in in the works. Yeah, so that's I, I, I'm <laughs> no shade. Day nine. Day nine. Um, day nine. We've got favorite Stephen King movie or miniseries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the reason I had to pick three movies was because I couldn't reuse this. Oh, um, okay. Uh, the Stand. Oh yeah, I I. Love yeah, I still, that need, I, still to, I still need to watch that. I, I'm, I've I'm so stupidly behind on my Stephen King. <laughs> I've read the book. I've read the comic book adaptation. I've watched the miniseries. I do need to see the newest one, but I've heard kind of mixed mixed things about it. Yeah, so have I. Um, but I I I love it. Uh, Gary Sinise, Sinise, whatever. Sinise, yeah. Sinise. Uh, Molly Ringwald. It's Molly Ringwald, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, day ten. <laughs> Uh, favorite psychological horror. Okay. I picked two not because I couldn't decide, but because I wasn't sure if it was a horror movie. Um, I think it's personally like a psychological thriller. Mm -hmm. uh, but Seven, some people consider Seven to be a horror film. I don't. I would say thriller. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think yeah, I think horror might be a little bit of a stretch for that one. Yes. So I, I wrote that one down just because it's like why it's like top five oh, for me. Geez. Um. But I also wrote down Perfect Blue, which is an anime movie. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name, and I feel bad because he passed away not too long ago. Oh, um, but he did. He's famous for like Paprika, um, Millennium Actress, um, the Perfect Blue. He did a, a shorter series called um, Oh shit, I think Paranoia Agent. Um, the the movie Black Swan bought the rights to the, the the director Darren Aronofsky bought the rights to Perfect Blue because there's so much overlap in plot. Um Perfect Blue is about an actress or well a, a pop star who becomes an actress and like the weight of the 
Are you saying the director of this? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's go ahead. Uh, Toshiki Sato. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he's great. All of his stuff is great, and it, it's beautiful. Um, I think he's only done those three or four projects. Um, oh, I watched this and Eraserhead back to back, and I was like, I am deeply uncomfortable, um, <laughs> but like f- utterly fascinated. Uh, they're they're both terrifying in their own way. I've only seen Eraserhead once, and even then, I was like also like s- slow cooking a pot of pasta sauce at the time, <laughs> so like I was running back and forth between the uh-huh. kitchen and the TV. So I miss a lot. I didn't retain yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's another thing I need to go back and actually rewatch. You should watch it in your apartment late at night when nobody else is home. You'll have yeah, to send, seems, send the cats out too. That seems. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I mean. I don't know. They piss in all their luggage. I don't know if I could see <laughs> no. clean that fat soon enough for the holiday season. Yeah, keep that piss smell. That'll work for the film. Um, I... We'll smell a vision. So much piss. Day 11. Day 11. Okay, let me navigate back here. There we go. Day 11. Uh, movie that scared you as a kid. I forgot. I, I wrote this like a week ago, so I don't remember most of my own answers. Um, <laughs> Fucking E.T. the Extraterrestrial. You were not the only person I know that uh, that experienced this as a kid. Like I Scared loved E.T. Bejesus. as a kid. Our friend, our friend Jamie, also okay. like, can't stand uh, E.T. Um, <laughs> like he had the same experience as a kid. I, I don't get it. I loved E.T. as a kid. I thought I thought it was great. I don't like the puppet design. Fair. I love the spaceship design. Spaceship design. Spaceship is design cool. is sick. Yeah. Um. He. The spoilers for E.T. E.T. fucking dies. He doesn't almost die. He doesn't die, but not really. He fucking no, dies. Yeah, that's true. He does just flat out die at one point of that movie. Yeah, and they they sell it. It's not like dead for like a second. And they bring him back. He's like dead. Because dead. Uh, I rewatched a couple of years ago when when Stranger Things first came out. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch movies that like inspired this. Sure. Because that was I mean, that was a very clear influence in yeah. season one in particular. It, and like. As an adult, I'm like, this is still very sad. Um, so thank you, E.T. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think what scared me as a kid. There's um, a Treehouse of Horror one that I'm going to talk about later that <laughs> gave me nightmares. <laughs> See, most of the things that scare me are like TV shows. I didn't watch too many movies. Yeah. Um, shit. I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm... I know you're, we're not supposed to be reusing, but I think sure. you know, Freddy Krueger probably. Yeah. Just, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, was probably like the one that really scared me the most as a kid. I didn't see that until I was like sophomore in college. So I was like, this is fun. I'm enjoying this, but I'm not yeah. scared. I think the thing that like one of the things that freaked me out the most and also like it like immediately sparked me is like that was so cool was yeah. like Johnny Depp being sucked into oh, the yeah. bed and then vo- like like blood volcanoed yeah. out onto the ceiling. Just That's, There's some really cool deaths in the nightmare on Elm street series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and incredibly inventive uh and skilled uh effects departments yes. on the on those films just mwah. um the one that got me was I think it's the first movie where she's running upstairs but her feet are sinking into the steps. Oh man, that um, one, that one's rough. <laughs> um don't, don't listen mom. So this one time I tried salvia. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing happened to me, but I was on a couch. I'm like, "Well, Bye everybody. Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Day twelve. Favorite body horror. 
Oh, I'm just looking at the answer and I'm like, must be da- favorite Cronenberg. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's a fair shorthand. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went with three because there's like three oh, specific. Real quick, moments. Aaron brought up Pet Cemetery, scared the hell out of him as a kid. That's fair. I've heard a couple people say that, yeah. especially the, the ankle bit. I didn't see it until I was like a late, in my late teens, I think. So it didn't hit me quite as hard. But yeah, if I saw that as a kid, it would have fucked me up. I watched like three years ago. So I was like. That was uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Scared. Uh, but yeah, so what's, what, what are you Cronenberging? So <laughs> I picked three because there's three scenes, three separate scenes. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Uh-huh. Um, the first one is Existence. Uh, I still haven't seen that. Not a whole lot of people have seen it. It's, it's my first Cronenberg, <laughs> so it'll always hold a weird oh, wow. place uh, in my heart. Okay. Weird, tumorous place. Um, there's a scene where Jude Law is – I'm not going to explain the whole film because like <sighs> – um, Fair, but it makes sense in the film. He's eating this like lizard, and he feels compelled to start putting the lizard bones like connect them, and he creates a gun out of the bones, and he like oh, takes no. um like a bridge, like a, a teeth bridge out of his mouth, and like uses it as ammunition. Sure. Uh, wow. Yeah. Out of context. That that's real weird. Um, it's super in, gross. In context, that's real <laughs> weird. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> um, uh, there's also, um, Naked Lunch, which I've also still never seen. I, I, there's some weird stuff with this typewriter that he does. Okay. Um, it's like half bug, half lady bit, half typewriter as one does. Uh, and then the last one's Videodrome, um, just because of all the shit with the TVs, super cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I've not seen that whole movie, uh-huh. but I've seen that scene. Yeah. And that is wild. And I think there's a moment, I could, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think there's a moment where, um, I think James Woods is the lead, reaches into his chest and like pulls out a gun. Because. <laughs> uh, no, that's just what James Woods oh, does. Oh, that's just James, yeah, that's no, where he, he keeps his gun. He, he keeps, yeah. <laughs> he, he, no, he, James Woods, uh, much, much like the, uh, much like the the uh, stormtrooper analogs in uh, the podcast Mission to Zix, just is biologically engineered right. to hide guns within him. Except he doesn't have a butt gun; it's a chest gun. He's, he's already got yeah. a stick up his ass, so <laughs> there's no more room. Uh, day. Uh, real quick, sure. uh, in terms of body horror, I, yeah. I don't know that I have a film that is my favorite for for body horror specifically. But the first thing that jumps to my mind when I think of body horror is the music video for the song "Matter Red" by Yaysayer. It features it's a video. First off, it's a music video starring Kristen Bell. Okay. And second off, she is like caring for this strange like skin cube of a monster thing that is like her I don't know her rom- romantic partner of some sort and is clearly uh-huh. dying throughout the entire video it's disturbing <laughs> um that is that is uh if i'm not mistaken from the from taken from their second album where they basically just went to new zealand and like took a bunch of acid as they were recording as, write, as you do in new yeah. zealand uh this is also one i don't consider to be a, a horror film but like akira's body horror is oh sure whoa. oh yeah no that's a lot um amazing amazing film Day 13. Day 13. Uh, 13, uh, most unique movie kill. Oh, yep. No, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, hereditary. Why? Oh, right. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw uh, that. Now, are you, now is, is this Tony Collette sawing off her own head? Is this? No, it's early in the film. It, uh, it, I, 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 I was hoping right. it wasn't. God. Um, 
uh, ear earmuffs if yeah. you haven't seen them. it's very good you should watch it it's a great movie and um, god damn is it harrowing the little sister is having an allergic reaction to i think like peanuts or something uh-huh and is sticking her head outside of the van because she can't breathe and uh her brother who's like really i think he's high or dry i forget the um, i forget the circumstances that he's but under. mr dave dev patel dave patterson <laughs> it's not dave patel <laughs> it's not no, no we've had this conversation it's not dev patel. but i want it to be um <laughs> not not dev patel is <laughs> driving a little too close to the, the edge of the road and his sister's head gets knocked off by the telephone pole and it's the, the way it's shot is the worst um, oh my god yeah it's like oh. you alex wolf his name is alex wolf sorry alex wolf i'm sorry <laughs> you did great in that film by the way uh i saw that movie in theaters i cannot imagine seeing that happen on the and big I, screen I, I i like i watched it way after its actual release and like seeing that on a television was hard enough like, I, I saw it with my friend rob and like it's maybe the first like 20 25 minutes in it's not super far into the film it was with rob hockenberry yeah okay yeah God. and like we're both watching it and like the movie's okay up to that point like it's, it's a little slow um you don't know what's going on i mean you don't know what's going on until the end of the film even then not so much and you could feel half the audience was like i'm checked out yeah it was like that i'm yeah check please i'm done <laughs> and then the other half of the audience like leaned in like i'm in tell me more <laughs> uh I'm like, that is not something I've seen before. There's also, really quick, um, there's a kill. I think it's in City of the Living Dead. It's an Italian film. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this. Fulci. Um, there's, like, an evil priest, and he makes this, like, this couple's, like, making out. These, like, teens are making out in their car. And he's like, I'm eviling you. And she starts to throw up her own intestines and stomach. Oh, no. It's, uh, I think I was, like, eating at the time. I was like, well, I'm done. Yeah, no, you, you put away your lo mein. Yeah. Just that is... <laughs> and you can tell that, like, the actress had to put, like, just probably, like, pig intestine in her mouth. And just go... Oh, God. Um, and it it was effective. Uh, day 14. Day 14. Uh, favorite Halloween television special. Oh, yeah. There was this one that I used to watch as a kid called uh, The Halloween Tree, which is a Ray, Ray Bradbury story. Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with this. It's you can't find it anywhere. Really? Yeah, I think I've I've recently watched on YouTube with like the lowest quality, uh, but it's it's these like four kids are going out trick or treating and they go to meet their one friend, and they see like an, an ambulance drive away, and they find out that he his like appendix burst. Huh. Um. But they're like, wait a minute, there he is over there, and it's his ghost, and they're trying to catch him, um, and it. <laughs> It's a little like edutainment because they they chase him around the world. They they get Leonard Nimoy as the crypt keeper. That's not even a joke. I mean, he's not the crypt keeper, but he might as well be. He's like that narrator kind of device. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, he like gives them the ability to chase after their friend, and they get taken around the world to different to experience different Halloween traditions. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, that's that's kind of wild. And spoilers for this: it ends with them. Uh, at uh, Deus Del Mortes, I'm probably not saying that right, but um, they each make a deal to save their friend's life by giving up a portion of their own. They take like a bite of like a sugar skull. Oh, sure. Um, it's super cool. Uh, I'm actually I'm gonna go with Aaron. Uh, my favorite is probably also the uh, Charlie Brown Halloween. Uh, the 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 great the pumpkin. great pumpkin. Yeah, I I I've always love it. I. Yeah. The story's cool. I love the animation for that episode. Yeah. I mean, the, the animation of that era in general for the penis was great. 
it's just it's it's an iconic look. Like you you can never you will never ever mistake the peanuts animation for anything else. Like it it is it stands on its own in such a great way. I think there's like one ghost that has like little eye holes all over the fucking. If I remember <laughs> correctly, yeah. <laughs> what artist was sitting like? Mm, you know, here. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna make this look as tattered as possible. Yeah. Oops, all eyes. <laughs> Every damn time. Uh, number fifteen. Favorite song about murder. Oh God. Um, have you ever heard the Jarvis Cocker song "I Will Kill Again"? Maybe. I think you've made I've me probably... listen to this once or twice in the past. Like. I don't know if we like I, like so when we when we're like in pre-production for ramming speed, we will have production meetings and we always start off by listening to a song. And I'm not sure if that was one of them. That seems like something I would do. It seems like something you would do. Like, I, I, it was definitely it definitely wasn't a time that Scott picked the song. No, um, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have that. that I'm like 90 percent sure that this happened. Like Jarvis Cocker starts saying, "It's just like very." If you're not listening to the lyrics, you're like this is nice. It's like nice, calm song. But what he's singing about is like, "I'm gonna go do my groceries and take care of my family, and then after that, I'm gonna murder some people again, again." Yeah, it's great. Um, so mine, I would say, <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite song about murder specifically, but there was a band called Ice Nine Kills. Uh, that I've gotten into in the past couple of years, you probably won't enjoy them. They're very much like, like, uh, like mid two thousands, like emo screamo, no, like no, metal no, kind no, of shit. Definitely not like them. No, but they they have an entire album called The Silver Scream, uh, where each song is inspired by a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the like the very last track is called "It Is the End," okay. and. <laughs> Sure enough, it's all about it. It's and uh, oh, Pennywise, like Pennywise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the lyrics are all just like reference. Like it's like it's kind uh-huh. of cheesy as hell. Like the way they adapt, like the like the the ideas into the uh, into the song. But like it's just it's really fast and really hard. And they're uh, and they brought in the uh, the brass section from Less Than Jake to uh, to like participate in this. So there's these. Blaring horns throughout parts of it. I'm it's, gonna hate this, but I want to listen. Yeah, no, I'll play it for you after we're done here. But yeah, it's it's fun. We got uh, oh hell yeah, Warren Zevon, uh, excitable boy. Okay, uh, Warren Zevon. That, that's Matt's suggestion. Matt, the horror fan, the oh, one the one who informed very, me about um, Return of the Living Dead. Very nice. I, have, I don't. Maybe I know that one to hear it. I don't know off the top of my head. But uh, I'll listen to that as like a cleanser to whatever that is that you just recommended. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think yeah, Warren no, Zevon's a little bit more more your speed, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and I love me some Warren Zevon. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> just my, I also have horrible taste in general. So uh, we'll have to do like an all music episode where I, I just sit back and like just talking because I don't know shit. <laughs> you want to talk about some Zeppelin? Uh, I mean, I like I like some Zeppelin. We'll talk about some Zeppelin. Getting some. I'll hobbits. talk for that like five minutes and then. Oh my it's god! About, I just about love and longing and. Hobbits and, and hobbits. <laughs> I just finished uh, Elvira's. I swear this relates. I just finished sure Elvira's um, autobiography. Nice. Uh, or Cassandra Peterson's autobiography. Yeah. Called, yeah. Um, and in it, she talks about she was a groupie. Right. I, I, yeah. I know that is part of her backstory there. And like the first penis that she encounters is Jimmy Page's. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah dang yeah okay yeah i forget what band he was a part of before zeppelin 
Um, oh, this is pre Zeppelin. This is pre Zeppelin. How old was she at this point? Not old enough to yeah. see a penis. I mean, sure. <laughs> That's. I mean, that. It, um, she. It's vague, but it's somewhere between like fourteen and. Yeah, I'm a lot of them were. Yeah, yeah. Everyone we it's love from like, that era sucks. <laughs> as a classic rock fan, it's like really hard to talk about them during the that period because it's like, well, yeah. that was all very illegal. Yeah. Um, but she she was a virgin, and um, after she saw his Jimmy Page's rocket, uh, uh-huh. I was like, I'm a virgin, and like ran out of the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> good for yeah. you cassandra yeah. that's the because that's a good response oh my god um <laughs> it's a very good book it's very it, it's sad but it's it's very good the yardbirds yeah that's what i thought uh jimmy pages the band jimmy Page. Ah, okay yeah i i would not have known that thank you i, I learned something today i was familiar with the yardbirds i didn't know that he was in it at any given point anyway um <laughs> jesus christ uh but, but, oh oh here we go all right next uh next question 16 Favorite Halloween costume you have worn? This may be not my favorite, but it's the one that has a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I made my own Halloween costume my senior year of high school. Nice. Uh, that I named The Creeper. Um, <laughs> and I made it out of coat hangers, wire coat hangers, and black electrical tape. And then uh, there's probably a name for the like the metal drain in your tub that has like the holes, the perforated holes. A drain. A drain. <laughs> I, I just took, I made that for like the mouth uh, oh, with like a leather coat, uh, a, like trench coat. And um, I think I took like part of a windshield wiper for like a, like a hook arm. I made my own character. Yeah, sure. Um, and then I probably look like a mixture of like Dark Man and oh, man. like a World War One <laughs> German soldier. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's how I met my girlfriend's parents. <laughs> And wouldn't you know that one didn't work out? Huh. Yeah. Who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Very, like, not far right, but, like, conservative, <laughs> I mean, this lovely is Al- couple. This is Altoona. So. This is Patton, so it's even more right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, I think my, fa- oh, my favorite costume, I think... Um, I always look back fondly on the homemade Power Rangers that yeah. my like my best friend at the time and I went as like his mom made these great uh, costumes for us that like had like had like the right size like diamond things on the chest and everything yeah. and were yeah. like full body like one piece suits that we wore, but she didn't make masks so I made us masks oh, okay. out of construction paper and I was nice. really proud of them and then it rained. I was just like, well, that was probably good right up until <laughs> yeah. no, they did not last. So people were like, "Were well, you walking around in your pajamas?" Like, no, give me. Candy. I'm a Power Ranger. I'm a Power Ranger. What, what, what uh, Ranger were you? I was the Green Ranger. Yeah, he was cool. And I I watched I love- maybe like four episodes. I was but... super into the first season, and then mm-hmm. like after the White Ranger arc, I fell off and, yeah. or aged out. I guess I don't know. And then I remember hearing they did dinosaurs and shit down the road, and, nice. and it was like this. This got kind of wild. Uh, yes, I had friends that would watch it, and I'm like, you're doing like geometric shapes now. Run a little low on ideas there. I'm sure it's great. I've just never seen it. Power um, Rangers meets Flatland. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, how many of our listeners do you think understood that reference? Oh, I was I barely got it myself. <laughs> just I took math for stoners. Um, <laughs> that's exactly they talk what about Flatland. And they math talk about Flatland. Stoners. Yeah, because I couldn't pass math in undergrad, so they're like, take 
take this one, this summer class. And like, okay. <laughs> this has a very like Patton Oswald physics for poets <laughs> kind of vibe. <laughs> it's just And like either everyone was either drunk or high, including the friends that I went to class with, except for me, because I'm like, I suck at math. I need to be completely stone sober. Yep. And he talked about, I think it was Donald Duck and Mathland, which is fantastic. And Flatland, um, which I've then, then went and read. It's That's a fun shorts book. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like like what's well, like eighty pages or it's something. Very short. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a good read. <laughs> it is you know not literary genius by any stretch no. of the imagination, but it's enjoyable. It's yeah. Mo- moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, favorite John Carpenter. This was beyond easy. Yeah, it's not it's even. A, it's a slam dunk choice, right? Like what the thing. The thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people would be like, "Well, Halloween, right?" I'm like, "No, the thing." I mean, Halloween rules, but the thing, the thing isn't even the thing. My favorite John Carpenter movie. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's top five. No, it's a fucking masterpiece. Like, uh, I just got my Kurt Russell action figure like four days ago. Yeah, that's why I didn't bring this up in terms of the body horror because yeah. I knew this was oh, going to yeah. come up now <laughs> like, for sure. I I have no uh, – the only thing that made me upset about that movie was when it ended. I'm like, I want more. Yeah, no, I want, I want more. I want more. Um, Bring it back. John Carpenter has a lot of other enjoyable films. I mean, he's, like, an, that amazing, one is, he's an amazing filmmaker. It's – I really want to be a smart-ass me like, oh, The Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, but I've never seen it, so I don't even want to – I I don't think I want to. It's considered just, pretty bad. I'm just – I <laughs> We, I mean, we spent so much time railing against Chevy Chase in the Nothing But Trouble for uh, yeah. episode. It's just like I'm Chevy Chased out right now. I yeah, can't do I, it. Maybe next Halloween we can we can watch. I do we'll eventually relitigate some more Chevy Chase every Halloween. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, horror movie released the year you were born. It was a good year for for movies. The year I was born. I got eighty eighty seven, right? Yeah, I got Evil Dead two. Okay, Nightmare on Elm Street three, which is the, I think the Dream Warriors. I think, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think four is Dream Master, but anyway, it's the one that has Freddy with like the syringe fingers. Which, okay, um, and Hellraiser also came out that year. Oh, Hellraiser! Yeah. One? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Also, Batman Year One. Really? It's not a horror film. I just like to say that. I was yeah. like, the, the, yeah. com- the comic yeah. came out that year. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what horror movies came out in 86. Hold on. I'm trying to think of what else happened in, the third Nightmare on Elm Street was actually the first one that I saw. <laughs> Troll came out in 1986. <laughs> Troll the singular? Yeah. Um, nice. The Fly, Critters, Critters Great. coming ba- coming back around again. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, which I'll be watching tonight. Poltergeist Two, never seen that one. Uh, there's yeah, there's some okay. interesting yeah. ones here. I mean, eighties okay. were a good era for for horror. It's really like them nineties babies that had to suffer through some shit. Yeah. Um. Oh man, Chopping Mall. I haven't seen Chopping Mall yet. I want Chopping to. It looks also. I don't think I'd actually call this horror, but Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, we are on day eighteen. Nope, nineteen. Day nineteen. Uh, favorite Tales from the Crypt episode. Yes. 
it's one of the first ones I ever watched, and it's my favorite. Um, season five, episode one, Death of Some Salesman, which is <laughs> – yeah, it's a great title. Um, it's this salesman. He's, like, conning people out of, like, their, their savings um, by selling them, like, a plot of land in, like, a funeral or in a, in a cemetery that, like, they'll never get. And then he goes to this house where mama, papa, and little daughter – not little, but whatever – are all played by Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. okay. I am familiar with this. They play like a white, trashy, farm redneck family. Yeah. Um, and Tim Curry is just like the Tim Curryist uh, for all three parts because he plays like the daughter as well. Sure, sure. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> I haven't seen all <laughs> of the episodes yet, but I've watched a good amount of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, uh, that, that's all I got for 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 nineteen. Uh, see, I, I, I'm not too familiar with the actual canon of the show, but the like the first thing that jumps to my mind is like the most memorable thing that I've seen is Bordello of Blood, just the the film. Yeah, I, I watched it with a bunch of friends, like a couple like pre pandemic, and yeah. we yeah, it, it's immensely enjoyable. Um, there's a lot of good episodes. There's a lot of like okay episodes too. Yeah. Um, what do we have here? A favorite Halloween song. Yes. Uh, so I tried to find, I think it's called like the hearse song. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I think, I think Matt's referring to us rambling for an hour about horror stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm yeah. glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, me too. Um, there's like the bones go or the worms go in, the worms go out, the worm blah 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 blah. Okay, I I know the one you're talking about. I think it was the what's maybe what's the thing before first grade kindergarten, kindergarten preschool, yeah kindergarten preschool yeah yeah. Um, they, I was I was doomed from a young age. Uh, like the last day with our music teacher, like it was a different person came in for that. Sure, sure. She's like, I'll play any of the songs that we've played over the last year that you want to listen to and i was like that one <laughs> the halloween one <laughs> with worms that d digest dead people and she's like okay <laughs> uh, i said any uh i opened the door to this yeah. uh oh god i need to find and i try to find like the original one but i can't uh anyway there's also uh every day is halloween by ministry okay um and then i this is so cheesy, but I love it. Uh, 999 Happy Haunts by the Happy Haunts. It's the the Disney um, <laughs> Haunted Mansion yeah. song from, I'm going to guess, like, early 60s. Would Probably, yeah. And every year, like, Belinda and I will start putting up our Halloween village with, like, a mixture of Halloween songs will come on. And that one will come on. And she'll get maybe, like, three minutes into it. And she's like, is this ever going to end? Because it's, like, the same thing for, like, <laughs> ten minutes. And I'm like, no, you can change it. Oh, <laughs> it's it's very long. I, I don't think I have an answer for this one. Those those aren't my so much my favorite as the two I remember. I mean, they're both. I like them a lot. But. Uh, favorite cameo in a horror movie. This one was hard, too. Not because I I know the answer, but it, it this one could have been the answer for like six different categories. <laughs> um, scream. Oh, sure. There's. There's a scene where um, I think it's the Fonz is their principal. Uh, Henry, Henry Winkler. Henry yeah. Winkler. And he's 
like, which of these people is the killer? Blah, 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 blah. And he, like, looks into the hallway of the school and there's a janitor mopping. Uh-huh. But it's Wes Craven dresses Freddy Krueger with, like, this long hair and, like, weird mustache. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but, like, Sc- Scream is one of the movies I watch, like, every Halloween. It's a solid. It. It's it. a solid movie, and the sequels aren't bad, especially for like horror movie sequels. Like, I, I, I don't good. remember the sequels very well. They're they're scream movies. Scream movies. Yeah, that's fair. Favorite horror anthology movie. Oh wait, first. Oh, we got it. Oh, a lot of people associate thriller with Halloween. Um, that's true. Yeah, I think the whole zombie video, uh, kind of helps lend itself to that um i mean it's the whole general vibe of the song it's got you know it's got that spooky is the vincent price bit too yeah. i think that yeah that kind of locks it in um in in elvira's book which just finished i want to say so sh- michael jackson was thinking about asking her to do the vincent price part really intro. yeah and hmm. someone in his in like the chain of command absolutely was like absolutely not Elvira. It's weird. There's like two people in the book that just hate her for no apparent reason. That's wild. And, and one of them, who's the guy in charge of Saturday Night Live? Lorne Michaels. Yeah. Lorne Michaels yeah. has it out for real, yeah. really? She was he didn't want her on the show to guess. And this was when she was like at the top of her at the top of her game, yeah. And his boss made him and he just <laughs> slowly whittled away her her part in the episode. Uh-huh. It was just like a complete douche to her. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, we got a couple suggestions on favorite Halloween song. Um, Aaron mentioned the Monster Mash. Classic. Always good. And then we have Matt uh, King Diamond by Halloween. Or is it Halloween by King Diamond? I don't know. Uh, and Halloween. Halloween. Oh, fucking Halloween. <laughs> is Halloween the name of the song? Or the band? Halloween's the name of a band, if okay, I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing some of their stuff pop up for sale whenever I worked at Hot Topic back in the day. Um, and then Aaron said, uh, Bill Murray's oh, cameo. Oh, Bill Murray's cameo in Zombieland. It's fantastic, and here's why I didn't go with it, because I thought about that one. One, I love that cameo with Chris <laughs> Craven. It's, it is absolutely my actual favorite. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's a cameo, whereas Bill Murray's scene in Zombieland it's lasts ri- too long to be a cameo. Yeah, it's more. Of, I mean, I mean, they kind of they actually like wrote that in as like a significant part in that yeah. moment in those moments. Um, though they weren't sure if he was actually going to show up really? until like the day of, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I feel like that's probably how it is with Bill Murray on any movie. At this yeah. Point. Um. Day twenty two. Twenty two. Um. Yeah, for uh, favorite horror anthology movie. Yes. I I love both creep shows. I thought you were gonna say creep show, but, but, but there's a but. Okay. I like specific segments. Okay. Of the creep show, like the the first one, the Stephen King one, is it's like eight minutes long, and I love it. And I just watch oh, it over yeah. and over again. No, it's fantastic. Um, and then there's the last one where the uh, germaphobe. Oh yeah, is, is in the first one that is, is really gross, but also really good. Uh, and then in the second one, there's it's called the raft. I think Stephen King wrote that. Segment. I think he did. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. And it's a bunch of kids like playing on some kind of like wooden raft thing, and there's like a goop. Flo- it's and like the effects are really good. Uh, but I went with um, 2007's Trick or Treat. Oh, 
okay. Which is um did we did we watch that? I I don't I'm not sure. I watched it pretty regularly. I know I watched it with Scott while we were camping because I'm like, this is this just is scary enough that it won't freak anybody out. Uh-huh. But um it's centers around Sam the trick or treater. Yeah. No, we yeah, we, we definitely like, did I watch lo- this. Oh, do we? Yeah. I God, I love that movie. Um but like all of the segments interconnect with each other. Yeah. And I really like there, like like there's some cause and effect going on with yes. throughout throughout all of them. Yes. Uh, like you see the one person's like burying somebody in their backyard yep. and then you see the other side of the fence and it's like Brian Cox is like, keep your dog out of my yard. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is, that's what I'm like. I wish, I wish they would make a sequel. Yeah. Matt, Matt just said the same thing. Trick or treat. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I would, I would agree with that. It's, that's solid. Yeah. The frame, frame, the framing narrative. Yeah. So good. Not framing device, but like the framing narrative. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, I need more Brian Cox in my life. I think he was the original Hannibal Lecter as well. I think really? He, I think he was Hannibal Lecter in the first Manhunt. Manhunter? Manhunter. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was completely unaware of that. I mean, you have Anthony Hopkins coming in after that. Like, it's, I mean, it's, sure. It's, I mean, and they also like beefed up this part too, which is nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Favorite horror movie based on true events? <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> This might not be my favorite, but it's one I I have to bring up anytime I can. Um, 1986's Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, yeah. This is Michael Rooker, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the movie is hard to watch. And then you learn it's, if you didn't already know, you learn it's based on a true story mm-hmm. about um, Henry Lee Lucas. It's loosely, very loosely based. Sure. Um, on Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool, something like that. It's... Uh, it's yeah. like one of the very few like serial killer partners. Normally they're they're pretty solo, but Henry Lee Locus is like one I like when I'm reading about it, I feel dirty, like icky, like I just want to shower afterwards. Like yeah. it is disgusting. Um and then the movie is also has a, like a very raw feel to it. The girl, oh, next, the girl next door. door. Ooh. Um I have not I can't remember if I've seen that or seen not. Seen the movie. I've read the book and the okay. book is very hard. It's very good. It's one of the best books I've ever read, mm-hmm. but it is incredibly hard to get through. Um, and it is, it's one that I, like, I, I had heard the true, the true story part of it like years ago. Yeah. And then like, as I'm reading the book, I'm like, this sounds familiar and like awful things happening to this girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, this is true. Yeah. And it's Ugh. what actually happens might be even worse than what's in the book. Oh, yeah, the Exorcist. That's true. I always forget that that's based yeah, on Yeah, I yeah, I tend to forget about um, that as well. It's just such a like such a sensational like effects achievement that yeah. I, I tend to forget that like oh yeah, they're like that's it's like a, an iconic film that you um I'm sure there's an off of because I think the original incident surrounded a, a boy, not a girl, if I recall. Pr- yeah, I could see that being a change that they would make for the film. And if anybody suggests the conjuring, I'm punching you in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Warrens were awful humans. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, favorite Treehouse of Horror segments. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is right up our fucking oh, alley. God. <laughs> um, this was this is hard because there's so there's many so good ones. There's so many good ones. I, I made like a small. No, that's not even true. I was going to say like I didn't go with any that are spoof, but like that's not even true. Um, this is not my favorite, but it is the one that scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. Okay. Um, the very first Simpson anything that I've ever seen. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons growing up, 
And then like the one time my dad's like, I don't want to. Um, it happens to be this episode with this segment <laughs> and it scared the fuck out of me. And it's, it's a uh, Treehouse of horror four uh-huh. terror at five and a half feet, which is the episode where there's a gremlin on the side of the school bus. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it's a, it's a play on the twilight zone yeah, episode. Yeah. Which is also, it's a great episode. Twilight yeah. Um, the, I didn't, I didn't like the TV was turned on. It was in the middle of the episode. I didn't have any, like, this is a special horror thing. I just see this gremlin on the side of the bus and no one's listening. Like no one believes Bart. Mm-hmm. And then the gremlin like holds up Flanders head. Yeah. I was scared though. I, I could not go to sleep <laughs> until like my mom got home. I was like, it's okay. I'm like, okay, mom. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many good ones mm-hmm. though. Like I, I, like it was just like jumping to my mind. Like you, see, like you mentioned Flanders, and I yeah. immediately go to the uh, like the where Flanders takes over the world, and uh, <laughs> and, the, yes. and the Simpsons have yeah. to be sent to the reeducation center. There's also the one where he does. It's like the spoof of like I, I know what you did last summer. Uh huh. Um, where he's actually also a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> there's the the spoof of the sh- the shinning the shinning is great uh, are you trying to get sued <laughs> speaking of Willie, there's the nightmare on elm street one oh, where he's like man. a li- lawnmower or something <laughs> yeah he possesses a lawnmower oh in one of the dreams but you know i just love to see where he like he he walks into the pta meeting yes. on fire and they're like hold on Willie!" and he, he like, just sits on the sits floor. down on the chair <laughs> next to the door just burning alive oh man i <laughs> They haven't done a good one in a while, but I I always watch it. I mean, you know, there's there are a lot of people who argue The Simpsons should have been canceled a long time ago. Um, have I seen the Omega Omega the Omega Man? Man. Um, I'm familiar with the reference. I don't know if I've seen. Is that is that the 3D one? Is that the one where he goes through the portal and becomes 3D? I can't remember. Um, the, the titles are like what don't stick in my head for whatever right. reason. Like it's a play on the Omega Man, which well, is yeah. um, clown without pity. That's also a really good one. That's the <laughs> one he gets from, like, the... He gets the Krusty doll. Oh, yeah. Someone switched this to evil. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I see what you got here. Um, he's like, you also get the free Gogurt. Yogurt. Whatever. Fro- Frogurt. But it's evil. Um, I'm not good with my Simpsons. <laughs> but it's photos, cursed. But it's cursed. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> uh, oh, it's post-apocalypse. Okay, I do remember that one. I mean, Maybe I missed that one. That was, I think it was a little later, but it, yeah, but yeah, it, I haven't watched all the later ones. I mean, not like super later. It's not like season 30 later. Oh, okay. Um, I think I remember enjoying that one. I, I, I have to watch more of these. We'll, we'll watch that after we play that song by the Screamo Emo <laughs> band and then Warren Zebon. Um, we have a hell of an evening ahead of us. Uh, <laughs> we're almost there. 25, day 25. Day 25. Favorite Wes Craven. Um, this was the this was the one that fucked me because it's it's scream, but, I but you've used already scream. used scream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I went with Nightmare on Elm Street because uh, you have not used that yet because I've not used that yet, and like I haven't watched all of Wes Craven's films, but I watch a good Same. number. Yeah, I, I've definitely not seen all of them. I haven't even seen all the Freddies. It's just there's that was one of the that was my franchise pick a year or two ago. So I went through and watched all of them. Um, even the Jackie Earl Haley one. I'd watched that years ago, so I didn't have to oh, watch okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't. Yeah, I've got nothing else to say to that. I, I do All still right. need to watch The Last House on the Left, but I knowing yeah. knowing what it's about, I don't imagine it's going to. I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it more than Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, favorite Halloween candy. Oh. Taking taking a pivot here. Yes. Um, 
I tried to find the name of this, cannot find the name of it, but it's those little chocolate coins that are like, um, they have like the rice crunch, crunch, crunchies in them, kind of yeah. like crunch, but they're just like little foil covered. Like gelt? Hmm. I don't know. There's, I think a couple of companies make them, but it's yeah. just like a chocolate coin with like a Halloween character on the foil and uh, they're crunchy and I love them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely like, mm, nostalgia. I'm sure. enjoying this taste. Um, yeah, there is something about those that is just, just. Yeah, the people understand is also another re- really good Wes Craven. Um, I've never seen that. <laughs> so you've seen Twin Peaks, right? Oh yeah. Um, God, what the fuck are the, what are the names? You know, uh, I think Earl. Um, there's like the Earl and Nadine. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that that's their names. They are also a couple in the people under the stairs. No fucking shit. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And there's, I don't think it's spoiling anything, but um, the dude whose name I can't remember at one point he's running it around the, the premise is that like they, they own an enormous mansion with like a bunch of like hidey hole places and they keep children in the basement. Um, and like one of them like runs throughout the house. Um, what anyway, anyway, he's running around and I don't even know if there is a reason for it, but it's like a full gimp suit with oh! a shotgun. Oh, no, I do know do this you? movie. Okay, I've not actually seen it. Again, that fucking channel, Scaredy yeah. Cats, I mentioned, oh, okay. did a whole okay. video about this. And like, no, this movie is bonkers. It's pretty bonkers. Yeah. No, it looks fun as hell. Yeah. I, I need to, I absolutely need to watch yeah. that. No, as soon, for some, as soon as you mentioned the kid getting loose in the house, like, wait, yeah. something about this sounds familiar. And then you said gimp suit. And I was like, that's it. It doesn't I, feel like a Wes Craven film to me, but it's still I like. I had no fucking idea it was Wes Craven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Halloween candy I fucking hate. Whoppers. Sixlets. Palmer's chocolate coins is, uh, is, okay. is what Matt says. Okay. You're, I think you're, you're right. Because yeah. I remember the P being that first. the stylized P. Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't thought about those in so long. And now I'm gonna order so, so many, many Palmer's chocolate coins. Oh my god, I'm I'm really torn on what my favorite Halloween candy would be because like I'm like I'm a sucker for mm-hmm. a Reese's cup and that's like I mean oh, but, yeah, yeah. but that's like yeah. that's like the that, that is like the the most basic answer you can give like of course you I was like trying Reese's to think of something if you're like, not allergic I only really eat it around Halloween or or I'm I'm gonna make a controversial statement here is candy corn I actually like candy corn. <laughs> Uh, every year I try. I I when I was when I was a kid, I I saw that Lewis Black bit where he talks about how all the candy corn in the world was made in 1903, and I was just like, <laughs> "Shut up! I like candy corn." <laughs> and I I always try like one of the candy corns, and then one of the candy corn pumpkins. I'm like, maybe this will taste a lot better. And not... I mean, the pumpkins are pretty good, but I mean, the the, the actual <laughs> the actual corn though, I actually yeah, I... um that's all you, man. But you... I do like fruitcake, so. I, I'll take the Christmas hit. I, you know, I've, I don't think I've ever actually had a fruitcake. It's it's really bad for you. That's one of the, really, oh, I mean, really I mean from what I've seen of them, they look terrible for yeah. you. Yeah, like they they look like a heart attack waiting to happen. But but yeah, my family never made those. That's fair, they yeah. uh they never they they were never present at any of my family gatherings on either side. They're not cheap either. That's what I've heard. Like they're expensive as fuck. It's like why are these so bad? I think and so ubiquitous. You ever watch this? This relates. I swear. You ever watch like uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares or whatever the fuck it is? Oh sure, yeah. Where he goes into a restaurant and he's like, "All right, we're gonna jack up the prices of everything uh-huh. so that people think that it's fancy." Oh, I think God. I think the fruit cake company 
started that is trying to like well if we make it like 10 bucks for a fruitcake then people will think it's fancy food <laughs> didn't work guys just just me having to pay more um aaron's saying that he doesn't associate any candy with halloween besides candy corn that's, that's true yeah, i will I point of... out i did mention earlier i have a terrible taste <laughs> so like i can't think of any other candy that i'm like you only really see that i mean there's like the monster cereal that you only see around halloween but that's not like candy um, oh, it, it you know it's candy. It's breakfast candy. You're absolutely right. It is. Remember, it we is. just had two. I, 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 I just had two oh, bowls yeah. of it while we watched Troll Two the it's other day. And Chocula, I, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's very, very it, sweet. I felt so sick afterward because I had had so much breakfast cereal that day. Considering that one of the bowls I had at home was Reese's Puffs, and I had two bowls oh, of the God. goddamn Count Chocula. <laughs> just this next one, I'm ashamed of. Next, oh, this next one. Okay, next, next day. Uh, Favorite foreign horror? I don't have one. I've watched a lot of foreign horror, but like... I, I haven't. I've watched a lot of Italian and Japanese, and there are parts of them that I like a lot. Mm. There are scenes. Um, I just watched Pulse last night, which is a Japanese horror film. Not familiar. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but I'm like, meh. Um, so I, I definitely cheated. I cheated hard because oh. I picked two Canadian films. <laughs> That's foreign. It's accounts. It yeah. Yeah. So I went with, and I, I, they're both ones I just watched this year. Uh, Black Christmas, which is 1974. Okay. It's Margaret Kidder, I think. I have heard, I've heard very good things about that I movie. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and then My Bloody Valentine from 1981, oh, which is. Okay. Um, it, it takes place in like a coal mine area, a coal mine town. Very uh, cool. And like a haunted coal miner dude. It's, it's pretty enjoyable. And it's, it's takes place around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I definitely need to watch more, um, horror, foreign horn films, especially like I've, I've watched some scary Korean films that aren't quite horror, but I feel like just knowing that vibe, I would, I would dig it. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to, cause we have, we have four left. Uh, favorite slasher movie. Yes. Um, this was. Uh, again, it's Scream, but uh, <laughs> since I already used that, um, and it is one of my favorite horror movies. It just doesn't quite fit for me. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, the original? Yeah. Yeah. It. I get, yeah, it's slasher, but. I, I think it definitely fits in there. Like, like, like uh, Leatherface absolutely fits into that oeuvre of like, yeah. you know, Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers type, you know murderous yeah. character lumbering character the sequels thing. especially are very slashery oh yeah they they, they get they fall more into yeah. those trappings as the series goes on i think and matt and i talked about this how like the 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 genre like the subgenre that really gets to me is like backwoods horror um yeah. so like because i live in pennsylvania i live in the middle of nowhere pennsylvania before um it's very I, it, it seemed plausible that like a crazy man could come out of the woods and like do shit. Sure. Um, this is more like crazy Texas man, you know, <laughs> but uh, it, it felt very real. Like, oh, this. Uh, Matt's got some suggestions for backwoods horror as well. Yeah. Backwoods slashers. The, the backwoods stuff gets me. 
there is something about it that I think just uh, having grown up in this area, yeah. like it just like you know, like you've no people. I've who definitely have... like stopped at a gas station, and I'm like, I don't want to be in here at night alone with you. I went to a gas station one. Like you can, ask, like my my sister will will remember this story. I I went to a a gas station in Fayette County once, <laughs> and I walk in, and there are these two people behind the counter just staring at me. I think I went in to uh-huh. buy a pack of cigarettes and pay for uh and and pay for gas with cash and they're just staring a hole through me they yeah. both looked did you look like one of them liberals i mean probably i mean yeah <laughs> um but like, like they're like they're staring at me with just like this leathered skin uh-huh. this greasy just 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 filthy look about them and there's something smoking behind the counter That's i nice. did not get an eye on what but they're looking at me like I shouldn't be there, so I just paid and left. Yep. And uh, this this is vaguely um, Matt rec- recommended a couple of backwoods horror. Uh, we got Prey, Madman, and The Final Terror, which are all three that I've heard of. I, I've not. I think um, I may have heard of Prey. Prey I, does sound a little familiar. I do want to check those out though, because like yeah. most horror films don't actually scare me, but like backwoods stuff, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we were shooting American Curse yeah. out on the east side of the state. Out in the Poconos. Out in the Poconos. We stopped. Uh, you, I don't know. You may, you may have been with us. I can't remember. That entire production is a blur. It really is. <laughs> um, we stopped at like a middle of nowhere gas station. Had, didn't have quite the same experience you did, but it was definitely like. Was this when we were out looking for Lucky Strikes? Maybe. This sounds vaguely maybe. familiar. I don't think so. Because I I, this was like on the way home. Because we picked up. Some, oh, if it was on the way home, then no, because I was we I was in a separate car with Matt. They had a collection of old horror, old Italian horror films. It was like you have your normal couple of DVDs that you're yeah. like, uh, no one needs Top Gun again. Yeah, but then you had it was like Grave Disturbances. Um, there's a couple other ones. I'm like, why are these old Italian horror films in this middle of nowhere gas station? That's wild. Carries like three brands of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Next question. Underappreciated horror movie. Um, I have two recommendations. Well, I have two. One, because I wouldn't recommend it for people to watch, but I love it. And one that people should watch is underappreciated. Uh, the first one is from 1967, and it's called uh, Spider Baby or The Maddest Story Ever Told. <laughs> and it is – it's very like Grindhouse. Uh, the, the effects are cheesy as hell, but the – the atmosphere of it is black and white. The The atmosphere of it is is fantastic. Um, it has Lon Chaney, I think Junior, right? Um, is, is, he plays like the chauffeur and he's like trying to keep this clan of very rich people in this haunted house alive and functioning. Sure. Because they've like devolved so much. Um, very enjoyable. Uh, oh, oh, and... Um, Oh shit! What's his name? Captain Spaulding. Um, oh man, Sid um, Haig. Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah. He rest plays, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, bud. Um, he's one of the children that's like devolved. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, he's great. He's very young in it. Um, and then what this, a great horror actor. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then the second one is Lord of Illusions, which I think we talked about a little bit when we were doing our Clive Barker stuff. Maybe. Yeah, this does sound vaguely familiar. It's. Uh, it's his other – so he has like two characters that he uses a lot. There's like the Hellraiser characters that everybody knows and then there's like a 
a detective. Right. Um, yeah. And in the movie, it's, he's played by Scott Bakula, who's great. I love him. Sure. Um, probably not appropriately cast for this role because you're supposed to be like a moody noir, like nihilist. And Scott Bakula That's is not, not yeah. quite. No, that doesn't quite fit. Um, but but he's investigating this clan of of magicians who are fucking around with the occult. Uh, Matt's saying uh, children shouldn't play with dead things. I've not heard of that one. I've not either. Um, I will check that out. It's a hell of a title. Um, the the effects in Lord of Illusions actually they're practical effects. Mm-hmm. The the computer effect, but the um, I mean it's bleak because it's Clive Barker. Yeah. With Scott Bakula dealing with like fucking wizards. Um, <laughs> sure. Really good. Uh, Matt also suggests the faculty, which I have I've, I've heard of the faculty. It's Robert Rodriguez, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Um, I do need to see that one. That one keeps on. It's like on my list every Halloween. I just never get to watch it. Um, favorite horror movie of all time is like it, much like The Thing and Seven, it. I like it so much it kind of surpasses genre. <laughs> but I suppose you would definitely just describe The Shining as horror. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Like, it is, again... You're like, talking about the Kubrick's yeah, Shining. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. The, the, the one that, the one that, the, uh, the, the one that King hates. Yes, the one that, that Stephen King disowned, um, which I just saw this thing the other day where, like, Kubrick subtly killed off Stephen King in the movie. Did you see this? I remember hearing something about that. Um, there's like a car accident on the Sidewinder that rode up to the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. And the, the the car that's crushed was the exact same model as Stephen King's. It was like a red Volkswagen Beetle. Jesus. It's like crushed by a, a tractor trailer. <laughs> and I, <laughs> Kubrick. <laughs> Stan. 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 Buddy. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He had no chill on that movie. No, um, he's never had any chill ever. Are you no. kidding me? Have you watched the like 20, 25 minute mini doc that his daughter did? No. It's amazing. Um, I think Vivian is her name. Okay. Uh, she was super young. She was on set. And she, so she was given like, you can walk wherever you want. So she like talks to Jack Nicholson and um, oh my God, my, my, Shelly Duvall. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I, I think Scatman Crothers is the dude hell yeah and like jack nicholson it's interesting to see him kind of just be like an actorly actor because he's like just hey i just ate some lamb and i'm gonna brush my teeth because nobody wants me to breathe food in their face while i'm acting like thank you yeah thank you good good man good on (laughs) you um and then shelly duvall is just a fucking mess and scatman crothers is just like talking about how magical everything is but he's like kind of crying while he's doing it yeah that's so weird that's wild um yeah it's it's worth a watch i'll have to check that out yeah it doesn't make the movie any less magical it kind of makes it even kind of a little bit more scary nice um do you have a favorite horror movie oh god that's a tough one um it might you know it might be night of the living dead yeah. I think it might uh, that that's way really fucking good. up there for me. It's just so it's so fucking good. The entire like the the oh. have you been up to the cemetery? No. Yeah. Fuck. What's what town is that? It's a, another. It's like another little small town. Mm. Um. They used to. They might still, but they used to have like a a festival up there. Um, yeah. And we found the cemetery, and we like found the. I'm sure that I'm, I apologize to the family. But like I, we found like the the headstone where like, yep. like we're coming to get you, Barbara. Yes, <laughs> uh, it was super cool. 
Uh, the farmhouse is no longer there, which is kind of a bummer. But Matt's saying is his favorite is Halloween, which I al- I almost said that oh, too. Honestly, Halloween. I mean, Halloween. Saw- the original Halloween is really good. That brings us to our last question. The last question: What is your favorite thing to watch on Halloween? So, th- I normally put this on in the background while I- while I'm like at a Halloween party, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not great. Because people have different sensibilities, but I love to put on the original Evil Dead from 1981. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way it looks. I can just kind of like look behind me and I'm like, ah, yeah, that part, that's great. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, but there's the infamous, um, there's the infamous tree branch. Oh yeah, scene. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware. Uh, which I I did this in college. It was like I think my sophomore year, and I invite all the theater people, and there's some like very. Uh, especially like sexually conservative people yeah they came and and i remember like looking over and like seeing them on the couch and then looking at the tv <laughs> and like oh no and they're just like kind of like huddling in i'm like i didn't mean anybody to actually watch this <laughs> uh no you're getting way too into it stop yeah, yeah. and they were like no 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 I'm talking about something else talking about something else <laughs> uh god i love that movie that's uh uh oh yeah i would oh, say yeah, yeah. Um, I think more and more I've been shifting away from watching like actual horror mm-hmm. movies on Halloween. I, I think the, the Santa uh, Claus, the, <laughs> Tim Allen's the Santa Claus. No, um, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think I, I've actually really taken to within the past like year or so, uh, um, uh, over the garden wall. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's like phenomenal. Super like, like it's super appropriate for the time of year. It's like comforting and it's it's wholesome and delightful. Yeah. It's such and creepy as hell at a number of points. Like oh, yeah. oh my god, that <laughs> fucking beast is pumping pumpkin carving a pumpkin. Like, yeah. Oh my head. god. Yeah, that was unnerving. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. So good. But, um, yeah, that's just yeah. I just read the other day that. The when they originally released the portions of I think it was like fifteen minute pieces, they released they animated the moon with the release date phase of the moon. That's excellent. <laughs> it, it is so detailed. Uh, if if you have not seen Over the Garden Wall, like watch, watch it, watch it. it. It's, it's beautiful. A quick watch like it, like the episodes are sh- fairly short. They're like fifteen minutes or so. I, I think it might be. Either under an hour or like just over an hour long total for, like, for the yeah. entire yeah. series. Yeah, like it is. It's it is a mini series for sure. It is. It, it's just so well put together, and it's it's cute. But as Matt, Matt's saying, it's it's beautiful Distur- and disturbing. Yeah. Disturbing Absolutely. and beautiful is a very um, apt description. Uh, and the voice cast is great too. What uh, it's Elijah Wood. Uh, is... Elijah Wood. I think. I think Christopher Lloyd's in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. And every once in a great while, I'll get there's a song, uh, mashed potatoes and molasses. Potatoes and molasses, stuck, yeah. yeah. It's just like stuck in my head at work. <laughs> yeah, that and just I was like, pops into my head now and then. Yeah, I, I don't work with food, and it just happens to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like playing with the mashed potatoes behind the lane or the, the line. Not the lane. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. It is a throwback animation style. Is it 1930s? 1930s? Yeah. Um, so that does it for our mi- less than many Halloween <laughs> yeah, conversations. Turned, yeah, this, t- this turned into a lot more than we than we expected it to be. But with thirty one days worth of shit and yeah, the way we and the way yeah. we banter on about things, just our yeah. full length Halloween, <laughs> our full length Halloween bonus episode. Yeah, 
uh thank you guys for for talking um commenting it it, it added a lot and i thank for the movie recommendations i got a lot yeah for real like i've you, like matt you matt uh and aaron you guys added so much yeah. to my watch list holy right. shit <laughs> thank you for uh watching and for listening those of you who uh who tune in later and uh yeah just be sure to uh like and subscribe to the uh, to the show on various uh, various platforms, whether you're on the YouTube or the Spotify or Apple or whatever wherever the hell you're listening to this, uh, um, yeah. we're, we're slowly building an audience. Yeah, uh, it's just pretty sweet. Yeah, it's 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 been exciting so far. It's it, we've we've definitely been getting some good traction with uh with uh, some of the latest episodes. Well, for frame of reference, we're recording this just a week, like not even a week after the last Airbender mm-hmm. episode has come out, and it like it's been getting a lot of attention. It's yeah, so uh, please uh, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts share it with and your friends. Podchaser or wherever else you can review. Share it with your friends. Uh, share it with your family, your coworkers, whoever you think would be interested in this. Just please, yeah, please keep spreading the word. We are we are thrilled with how many people are into it, and all the feedback we've been getting has been great. Uh, and we hope you enjoy uh, what's to come. And uh, we didn't plan a closer because this wasn't supposed to be full episodes. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> uh, enjoy the. Halloweens and come back because we're sure to razzle dazzle you. Oh, God, I have to pee. <laughs>